Hello, welcome to the Grace Apostolic Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you joined us. We hope this podcast serves as a tool that encourages you and helps you navigate through this journey called life. If you wouldn't mind, we would greatly appreciate it if you would subscribe and review this podcast channel. Your feedback matters, and we want to serve you to the best of our abilities. Thank you so much. Let's go to the Word. Genesis chapter 6, and if you can, just tab, keep a finger on that passage and go to John chapter 1 with your your other finger. Um, But Genesis chapter 6, starting in verse number 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Now, if you can flip over to John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word was made flesh. And who was that word? Jesus. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I just want to preach to you. I, you know, I still believe in the power of the saving message of the gospel today. I still believe in that today. And I, I, don't, have anything, I don't have anything crazy deep. I don't have a theological message so deep that it's, I, I, don't, I can't do that. Like, it's not in me. But I, I have a message today that could reach a sinner today. I, have, I believe I have a word for someone who, who needs some grace today, who needs some mercy and forgiveness today. I believe I have a word for someone who, who is close, uh, that's on a shoestring of giving up. And I, I believe I've got a word for you today. Um, but I want to preach about Noah, a man who found grace. A man who found grace. Can we lift set your Bibles down just... I feel, I feel the presence of the Lord so strongly in this place. And I believe God wants to save somebody today. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, for your love and your kindness. But, Lord, I worship you because what would I do without your grace? What would I do without your mercy today? Lord, you extended your hand, God, in the depths of me drowning in my sin, and you pulled me out, God, and you have made us a new creature in you. We thank you, God, for what you're doing. I pray right now, God, that this word would minister to our hearts, that it would minister to the, to the one person, God. God, if there's one person that hears this message, Lord, it'll be worth it, Lord, because, God, you're going to get the glory. You're going to get the praise and the honor. In the name of Jesus, we pray today. Can we clap our hands to the Lord today? Amen. Hallelujah. And you may be seated. Noah found grace. If we were to paint a picture of Noah's time, we would see a world full of wickedness. You could look city to city and you couldn't find a righteous man or woman. Every man's thoughts, the Bible says, were continually 
evil. The Bible says in Matthew 24 that people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving, giving in marriage. So much sin, so much violence in the world. So much corruption has consumed the hearts of humanity. Seeing man in this state would grieve God. It grieved God. So much so that God would say in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 7, I will destroy man from whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowl of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. God's patience with humanity has been worn out. God's judgment would be that he would destroy all flesh by flooding the whole earth. But Noah found grace. Noah's great-grandfather, his name was Enoch. And if you know who Enoch was, the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. And the Bible declares that Noah was a just man, and he was perfect in his generation, and that he walked with God. The example of Enoch's faith was passed down to Noah Despite living in a world full of sin and iniquity, Noah had faith that would please God. And sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, God is just looking for a man or a woman who will just walk with him despite what everybody else is doing. And to this day, God is looking for a people who will go against the grain of what society practices and what even politics might even preach. He's just looking for a man or a woman that will just walk with him today. He's just looking for someone that will stand for what's right, someone that will stand for what's pure and what's true, even if it's not popular, even if it's, it doesn't fit the status quo. He's just looking for a people that will walk with him today. <laughs> Noah wasn't exactly perfect, as that word might, have, might mean to us. But rather, if you look up the Hebrew, he was a man that had integrity. He was a man who was sound and complete. He didn't have to live to anyone else's standards of living. He just loved God. He didn't, he didn't live his life as if he had to obey God. He wanted to obey God. I hope you can catch the difference right there. Grace was bestowed on someone who didn't have to live for God, but he chose to live for God. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 and 8, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Noah found grace in the Old Testament, but today grace is looking for you. It is a gift from God. Grace implies a favor of something freely done with no expectation of anything in return because it's unrepayable, it's undeserved, it's unearned, and today it is looking for you. And one of the best pictures I could tell you of, of grace is the prodigal son and his father. You see a son who has been through the worst of times in his life. He's trying to make it out in the world, but it seems like he just couldn't get ahead. 
He wants to go back to his father's house. But I can just picture today, I can just kind of put myself in his shoes a little bit. I can see him struggling with pride and condemnation. I can see a son who is trying to prove to his peers that he can make it out, that he can prove himself to this world, but also fighting the regret and the guilt and the shame of leaving his father, fighting the condemnation of what his father might think of him if he ever returned. The prodigal son finally gathers the courage to go back to his father, and I'm sure on his journey he thought that his father would have been disappointed, that he would have been angry, that he might even been spiteful the moment he stepped into the doors. But the reaction that he would get was something he was not expecting. Instead, his father saw him from afar, bursting through the doors, running out to him today. He ran out to him with joy. He ran out to him relieved that his son had finally came back to his father, clothing him like he never left cutting the best calf reserved for him. And he threw a party to celebrate the return of his son. Can I tell you, that's what grace looks like today. It is not running away from you, but it's running toward you. It is running toward the young lady who has given herself to prostitution. It's reaching for the young man who is addicted to the heaviest drugs. It's calling for the father who has abandoned his own family. It's reaching for the single mother who's overwhelmed with life's circumstance. And that grace that I'm talking about today appeared unto us in the flesh. And his name was Jesus. He was the word that was manifest in the flesh. Who was full of grace and full of truth. Jesus said, for the son of man is come to seek. And to save that which was lost. Jesus today is not as far as you think he is. Your father hasn't ran from you. He's been running towards you all along. He hasn't taken you off his mind. He's been fattening the calf. Believing that you'll turn to him. Believing that's what grace is today. It's unconditional. It's unearned, undeserved, unrepayable Grace. Grace has been calling someone's name today. There's no reason to hide anymore. There's no reason to run anymore because grace is in the house today. Forgiveness is in the house today. Love is in the house today. But most of all, your father is in the house today. Hallelujah. Noah has found grace. He lives in a world where there is so much evil, but yet it hasn't infected his faith. For by grace are ye saved through faith, the Bible says. Genesis chapter 6, starting in verse 13. I want to read this to you. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And, with, and this is the fashion 
which thou shalt make of it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. It wasn't enough for Noah to just have found grace, but he needed faith to enter into grace. God would give Noah a plan of escape from the judgment that was coming. God gave him the exact blueprints on what he needed to accomplish. God had the knowledge and the wisdom needed to construct this ark, and that would withstand the flood that was coming. Noah obeyed the voice of God and built the ark in faith. What's funny to me is that Noah probably had no idea how to build an ark. And he didn't have an idea probably how to build a boat in his time. But he had to solely depend on the word that God gave him. He had to depend on every word that was spoken to him. He needed to take the blueprints as it was, no shortcuts, no add-ons, and build it exactly how God designed it. Ladies and gentlemen, may I tell you today that our best way of escape from the judgment that is coming is still the word of God. It's still the word of God. Jesus said in John chapter 12, He that rejecteth me and receiveth my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Matthew 4 and 4 says, But he answered and said unto him, unto, uh, unto, and he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God there is no other way of escape ladies and gentlemen if you are a believer in the word if you have faith in the word of God you would know there's no other way of escape from the judgment that is to come you have to follow exactly the blueprints of what the Bible says you can't take any shortcuts you can't take a page out of here and a page out of there but you have to follow every single word and I still believe today that every man and every woman needs to repent of their sins that they need to be water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and that ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I still believe that today. And I believe what Jesus meant when he said, except a man be born again of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. I just have faith today in the blueprints. I have faith today in every single word. I was at a Bible study with my friend the other day, and I told him, I said, I said, brother, I don't take a page here and there. I have to look at the word of God as it is. I, I, don't, I don't just read Romans. I don't just read Philippians or Galatians or Ephesians and just say, by grace, you're saved. But no, I got to read the book of Acts. And you know what he told me? And he, he said this out of innocence. He's like, I've never heard of the book of Acts. I've never heard of the book of Acts. 
What is that? I began explaining it to him. I said, brother, this is what I meant by that. This is what I mean because a lot of people want to go to Romans 10 and 9 and just say, call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. I believe that Jesus is the name that you have to invoke for salvation. But I don't just believe in just calling on the name of Jesus and then you're saved. Because then what you're saying is all the teachings of Jesus is wrong, all of Acts is wrong, and even all the confirmations in Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians of what they continued. You can't just take one piece of the blueprint and say this is the ark. No, no, you're not going to make it out of judgment if you don't hear the word. Hallelujah. 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 There's a few features of the ark that I, I want to take notice of. First, I would like for you to notice the size of this boat. It is about the size of one and a half football fields, and it's about three stories high. One place that I recommend that you, that you take your family to is the Ark Encounter in, in Kentucky. It is a great place for you to take your family to, and it is absolutely accurate with all of its facts. And it's literally a life-size replica, to the best of their abilities, a life-size replica of what the ark looked like. And when you go there, you will, you, it will literally, you'll feel the weight. You will feel the magnitude of what this ark was supposed to do. So there, there would have been no doubt, though, that this ark would have gained the attention of skeptics and scoffers. Why is this man building a boat this size? Especially in the middle of nowhere. Like you would have thought to have gone to a river or something to try and build this. Ain't no way you're pulling, pulling this ark with your 4x4, four four, your ram, or your truck. No way. What exactly is Noah's motive? Well, the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness. Now, this is something I think we, we need to understand. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. It wasn't like Noah kept the plans to himself, but he told as many people as he could about what was to come. So it was not just God favoring only Noah, but man has the choice on whether they want to get in the boat or if they want to stay out of the boat. And God has given us that choice today. God has given us the choice on whether we want to come in or if we want to stay out. He's not going to force you. He's not going to make you. But he's given you the choice. And you know what the church today is all about? You know what Sundays are really about? It's about compelling those that are far from God to come into the ark. It's, it's not us trying to tell you that you're an evil person or, or that you're, you're a wicked person. But we're telling you that grace has appeared unto us today. And in, it was in the man named Jesus. And if you get in the boat, there will be everlasting life on the other side. We will be heaven bound, folks, if we can get in the ark and stay in the ark. 
And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by him today. Only these blueprints. Only these blueprints. Why would God go to such lengths about the, the story of Noah so that we might be found and that we might enter into that grace that Noah had? Genesis chapter 6, verse 14. If you, if you read it, it says, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without. See, that word pitch, that word pitch is the Hebrew word that's often used for atonement. It's often, it's used for the same word as atonement. So when something is atoned or someone's going through atonement, it means that something is covered from a sacrifice. In other words, someone's blood would be shed to cover man's sin. Oh, man, I, 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 feel, I feel revelation coming into this room right now. The people who escaped in that ark were covered fully from within and without. The people that were saved are those that are covered. What great assurance do we have, ladies and gentlemen, that by the blood of Jesus we are covered and that we are kept safe from the wrath that's to come. What great assurance do we have that we were saved by the blood of Jesus? If it wasn't for the blood, where would we be today? Covering within and without. That's why we immerse you in water. We don't, we don't sprinkle. We, we immerse you in the water so that you'd be covered within and without. I can praise God today knowing that I was baptized in the name of Jesus. I was buried in the name of the one who died for me. I was buried in the one who shed his blood for me. That's why the water still works, ladies and gentlemen, because it'll cover you, it'll remit your sins, and it'll help you escape from the judgments. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 20. Brother Mason, I'm sorry I didn't get you this scripture. First Peter chapter 3 verse 20. It says, which sometime were disobedient. When once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by what? By water today. Can I tell you today that the only way you're going to be saved today is when you first get in that pool and you let God take away your sins. That water that was, that was coming to destroy the earth, that was going to wipe away all flesh and sin and wickedness, it's going to destroy and it's going to wash away all your sins and it's going to come over your flesh and make you a new creature. I still believe in the saving power of being water baptized today. It's only in the name of Jesus today. It's only in the name of Jesus. The man of God said, said it earlier. 
that, we, that Jesus commissioned us to go ye into all the world, teaching them to, bap- to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Ghost. But that name is today. That name is the only saving name. The only name given among men whereby we must be saved today. Let's all stand to our feet. Music can make their way. Hallelujah. There's somebody in here today. If you've never been water baptized in the name of Jesus, today is your day. Today is your day. Today is your day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, felt, I just felt the, I felt the shift right now just, just come over. There's somebody that grace is, grace is calling your name today. Grace is calling your name. Now Jesus said this. If you notice, it said that there, there was a door that was built on the side of the ark. Jesus said, I am the door. He said, I am the door. If any man will enter in, he shall be saved. He shall be saved. But if you read the scripture in chapter 7 and verse 1, God tells Noah and his family, come thou and your family in. Come thou and all thy house into the ark. It was as if Jesus Christ himself was just sitting in the ark saying, Noah, come on. Come in. You've struck the final nail. You've done everything you can for the past 120 years. You've done everything you've, you've been. Now it's time for you to come in. Come in to grace. Come in to the boat today. But it's only going to be through. If you're ever going to be in that ark when the judgment that is to come. If you're ever going to be in that ark today, you can only go through Jesus Christ. God told Noah, come. Come. And I feel feel it this morning in prayer. I I have felt and I I feel like I have been feeling God trying to pull on some people. It's the grace of God trying to say, come into the ark. Can any man forbid water? Can any man forbid my blood? In other words, you've got to be covered. You've got to be covered today. So I I, I appeal the altar call to those that have yet to make a step toward that ark. I I appeal to you today, if you've never repented of your sins, and if you've never been water baptized in the name of Jesus, we can take care of that right here and right now. We can take care of that today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we lift up our hands right now? I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to draw someone. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Now is not another day to wait. One day that door is going to be shut. One day that door is going to be shut. It's time for you to come into the ark. Hallelujah. Can we come and make our way to this altar today? Can we come and make our way to this altar? If you've never repented of your sins, if you've never asked forgiveness of your sins, today can be your day. If you've never been water baptized in the name of Jesus, grab a hold of someone and ask me, ask them, I want to be baptized today. I want to be baptized today. Hallelujah.
Come on, the grace of God is reaching out to you right now. The grace of God is trying to reach out to you. Reach out to him right now. Reach out to him right now. Thank you again for joining us here at Grace Apostolic Church. Hopefully this message spoke to you as it did for many others. Grace Apostolic Church is a church family that you can be a part of. If you would like to connect to the church, the best way would be to visit our website at gaclawson.org or visit one of our services. Our service times are Sundays at 11 a.m. and Wednesday nights at 7.30 p.m. For more information, you can go online at gaclawson.org. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.